You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I'm the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Hello, Keith. How are you? Doing great. It's a huge day in music. Grammy day. Such a <laughs> Grammy day. Grammy, 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 Grammy day. That's the official theme song yeah. of the Grammys. It might be nominated for a Grammy next year. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we'll tell you why we're uh, rambling about the Grammys in just a second, but you've probably figured it out by now. <laughs> um, because the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion and perhaps a song and dance about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we are talking all things Grammy Awards. As the nominations for the 59th annual Grammys were announced this morning, we actually recorded this on Tuesday morning instead of Monday because we specifically wanted to address the Grammys. Special late edition. Special late edition of the Pop Shop. Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, So, yeah, we'll be talking all things Grammys. And with today's nominations, someone has the chance to become the winningest female artist in Grammy history. Who might that be? Stay tuned. You'll find out later. <laughs> Plus, we're previewing Billboard's Women in Music Gala, which will take place this Friday in New York, where we'll be honoring Madonna as our Woman of the Year. Are and- you a fan of Madonna? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Madonna? And I'll be there. Yay, of course. Um, yes, I'll be there. Uh, at least It I'm wouldn't s- be right if you weren't there. At least I'm scheduled to be there. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, plus, we've got Chart Chat about a new number one album on the Billboard 200 chart from the weekend and how the Hamilton mixtape is possibly heading for the top of the chart next news. week. Just listen to all this news. So much news. So much news. Um, in addition to all that, we've got an interview with Martin Garrix. We recently caught up with the 20-year-old DJ producer and talked about his latest hit single, In the Name of Love, with BB Rexa, what it's like playing to 21 and over clubs when he's not even 21 yet. (laughs) Um, How does that work? Well, he tells us. Um, We asked him about his holiday plans and much more. So stick around for that later on in the show. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, why don't you subscribe to us on iTunes? Because, you know... We're asking you nicely. Yeah. And you like us. You're listening. It's the it's it's only the right thing to do. Um, and if you have any questions, you can tweet us, uh, Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you uh, want to explore other podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Well, let's just jump right in to the Grammy Award nominations. Uh, 
you would not believe the amount of printouts that we have in front of us. We have all the numbers, all the stats how ready many, to go. How many categories are there this year? Oh, my God. Uh, 80 something. 84, 80-something? There's over 80 categories. Yeah, there's a lot. Katie, what what is the big news out of today's nominations? Well, let's talk about the top nominees for this year, right. um, starting with the number one nominee of 2016, or 2017 Grammys, right. is uh, Beyonce, who uh, scored another nine Grammy nominations Just nine. today. Only nine. Just nine. Um, so a few things about that. First of all, she already had more nominations than any other female artist in Grammy history, but oh. now she's up to 62. <laughs> it's, like, obscene. <laughs> and as you heard at the top of the show, um, if she were to win eight of her nine nominations oh, that's in February, uh-huh. yes, if she were to win eight of the nine categories in which she is nominated, she will become the winningest female in Grammy history. Uh, do we know who she beat? We do. I mean, do you want to take a stab? I'm going to say it's Alison Krauss. It is Alison Krauss. With, um, oh, you I'm, actually have numbers? I'm going to guess she has... 16 wins? She has 27 Oh wins. my god, was I wrong? Yeah, isn't that crazy? So, Beyonce currently has 20 Grammy Awards. <laughs> yes, and if she were to win 8, she would end up with 28, topping Alison Krauss. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Wow. She also has, uh, apparently, the most diverse nominations of the year, because she's nominated in rap, R&B, pop, and rock categories, as well as the music video slash film category and the general fields. Uh. So she basically just owned... The nominations and, you know, kind of owns the Grammys of, for the last decade or, you know, so. Well, she is Beyonce, but yet Beyonce. She, she has never won um, Album of the Year, I don't believe. But she is nominated for Lemonade this year. Who else is nominated for Album of the Year this year, Katie? Well, Album of the Year, we have... Uh, me... We got Beyonce's Lemonade. Yes. We have Adele's 25. Yes. Justin Bieber's Purpose. That's the surprise one, I think, or the one that will that people might not have expected it's a fabulous album be had very more, more hits than he's ever had you know come out of that album but it still probably will surprise people there also is uh views from drake and uh there's always the left field one and uh-huh. that would be sturgill simpson with a sailor's guide to earth i think that qualifies as the left field yes nomination in that category yes um so I, should we see some more of the top nominees? Yeah, yeah. I figure we can at least go over the top, like the big, the big oh, four. Oh yeah, should we go over big four? Okay. Yeah, big Let's four are album of the year, uh, record of the year, which is for, and I'm just going to tell you what they are. Record of the year is for um, the overall production of the song and the performance of the song. So it's a producer and artist award. And then we also have song of the year, which is a songwriter award. And then there's also best new artist, and those are the four categories which are considered the big four. So Katie, let's start with record of the year. Okay. Which, as Keith just said, this is the this is the artist award. This is the one that goes to the artist. Adele, hello. Hello. Beyonce, formation. Beyonce. Lucas Graham, uh, former Pop Shop podcast guest, Lucas Graham, uh, seven years. I think that is a surprise. I think it is, too. I mean, it was a huge hit, but I'm surprised by that. And uh, Rihanna featuring Drake with Work. That seems like a natural. And 21 Pilots, Stressed Out. I'm a little surprised by that one, too. I feel like 21 Pilots are definitely the darling of these nominations, too. They're the, they're the rock darling this year, for sure. Do we know how many nominations 21 Pilots had I altogether? I do, actually. Do we have that handy? Yep, it's right here. They have three nominations as a group, okay. but as we pointed out, Tyler Joseph, who is their singer, rapper, frontman, uh, has five nominations because he also received songwriting nominations in addition yeah. to the artist nominations that uh, 21 Pilots got. 
Well, uh, for Song of the Year, yes, um, I will uh, read these. Uh, Song of the Year nominees, this is, again, it's a Songwriters Award. Formation, uh, performed by Beyonce, but um, she's also one of the songwriters of the song, along with some other folks. Um, Hello, uh, which was written by Adele and Greg Kirsten. I Took a Pill in Ibiza. That is also a surprise. Yeah, Mike Posner is a songwriter, but people know that song because of the dance remix of the track. This is true, which uh, is, I don't see Seeb involved no, in this one. the Seeb <laughs> remix. And the, the original version of I Took a Pill in Ibiza is uh, quite... Uh, it's an acoustic, yeah. quiet... Yeah. So that's interesting that this particular song, which was a big dance hit, is being honored in a songwriting category. It does uh, have some great lyrics. Yes, yes, that's clearly why they nominated it. Yes. Love Yourself, uh, which was written by Justin Bieber, Benjamin Levin, and Ed Sheeran, and performed by Justin Bieber. That one I would have predicted, just because I feel like that's the song that people first kind of, like, people who might not have liked Justin before were like, damn, I can't resist that song. Right. You know? And then Ed Sheeran's evolved, so. Ed Sheeran, that that helps. Um, And then the final nominee is uh, Seven Years. Look who's there again. Um, Which was written or co-written by Lucas Forshammer, who is the frontman of Lucas Graham. Are the rest of the people in that category the other three members of uh, Lucas It'd be Graham? great if I knew that. Hmm. I don't. It's all right. Well, <laughs> I only met with Lucas when he was on the show. The names are like Morton Pilevgaard and Morton. They're Bustor- definitely countrymen of yes, Lucas's. I'm going to guess that. <laughs> um, who, and then uh, we'll, this is the last sort of category that we'll go into in, in complete detail. Best New Artist, Katie. Who are the Best New Artist nominees? Best New Artist nominees. We have our country representative which were oh we have two country reps in this category oh you're right we've got kelsey ballerini and Marin morris both have uh nominations then we have the chain smokers the you know billboard hot 100 unstoppable duo of the chain smokers uh, yeah uh chance the rapper is in there and uh anderson pock i think that's i i kind of love this category actually it's very it's it i think it works yeah um, well, do we have any other like sort of fun facts or like well, interesting I've, tidbits before? Because bef- I've I, I made a lot of notes on certain categories where I just thought they were like, like, oh, wow, this is well, interesting. I would love to say a few things. So we know that Beyonce got nine nominations, but there are three people who had eight nominations. Hmm. And those people are Drake, Kanye West and Rihanna, Okay, which those are all friends. So that's nice. And then um, actually, one thing that I wanted to point out also is. Drake uh, only has one Grammy, so like right now, he's like, only he won only one. has won a single Grammy. Isn't that crazy? That's and hard now to he's believe. the second most nominated of this year. Yeah, this is what uh, is in front of me from the Grammys. The, the, this according to uh, we we're gonna believe the Grammys. All right, I'm gonna give you one more stat before okay. we go to to your fun facts. Um, Chance the Rapper is nominated. In the best rap song character category for three of the five songs, because he is nominated for his own song, No Problem, and then he worked as a songwriter on Kanye West's Ultra Light Beam and Kanye's Famous. So the only two songs he's not nominated for in that category are Hotline Bling and All the Way Up. Wow. So he has a pretty solid chance of taking a Grammy in the best rap song category. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, the, the great thing about the Grammys is that it's sort of uh, we can talk about them endlessly because there's so many <laughs> yes. um, different things to cover. Um, and so make sure you visit Billboard.com for all of our endless, breathless Grammy coverage. Absolutely. Well, you know, with the Grammys, there are, as we mentioned earlier, over 80 categories. Uh, in fact, I've got the can, can you hear this? Well, maybe not. Sorry, I've... trees of the world. We have a 
stack of like 54 pages in front of us 84 categories yeah um i made some quick notes as we were sifting through this because there's no way that we could possibly cover all of the uh, finer points of the grammy awards um i i some initial uh quick reactions to some of the top categories i was a little surprised that david bowie's black star was not nominated for album of the year or record of the year i thought perhaps his passing might have encouraged folks to nominate him. Not but to is, mention it's great. Like, also <laughs> super critically, you know, well-received. But he is up for some rock categories. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe Prince would get some nominations. I don't think he actually has any this mm-hmm. year. I could be wrong. Uh, don't kill me. But he's not up for a, a album or record of the year. Um, I was surprised that One Dance was not nominated for record of the year. Um, I mean, these these sort of things, you know, we're, every year there's always endless surprises. And, yeah. oh, my gosh, I thought so-and-so was going to be nominated. But it's also always fun to see some of the things that, you know, are also surprising for different reasons. And uh, I was a, a little surprised, but happily surprised, to see that Demi Lovato was nominated. It's her very first Grammy nomination. First Grammy nomination. She's up for Best Pop Vocal Album for Confidence. I just can't even believe that with her like powerhouse voice and how many huge songs she's had that not a single one before this year, but we're making up for lost time. Um, uh, some other things I noticed. I was surprised uh, that, as you pointed out earlier, Beyonce, because she's in so many different genres of music mm. this year, she is up for Best Rock Performance. Sure. Uh, for Don't Hurt Yourself featuring Jack White. She is up against 21 Pilots, David Bowie, Alabama Shakes, and Disturbed. We'll just wait till next year when she's up for Best Country Performance for Daddy Lessons. Exactly. <laughs> um, what else? What else? I'm flipping through this really quickly. What else? What else? Um, R&B album. I did. Maya. Oh, Maya. Maya. Welcome back, Maya. Welcome back, Maya. She's nominated for Smooth Jones for Best R&B Album. For Best Rap Sung Performance, I thought it was interesting that Kanye West is up against himself for both Famous and Ultralight Beam. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Ooh, Best Country Duo Group Performance. Well, if this doesn't make Nashville pissed off, I don't know what will. In this category, you have Dirk Bentley featuring L. King, different mm-hmm. for girls. Uh, Brothers Osborne, 21 Summer. Kenny Chesney and Pink pop star setting the world on fire uh chris young with cassidy pope think of you and pentatonix featuring dolly parton covering jolene so yeah while we're talking about country categories one other crazy thing is that in the best country solo performance for the first time four of the five nominees are women really yep brandy clark miranda lambert maren morris and carrie underwood are up against keith urban all by himself in that category well he got really good like hair though so yeah that's sort of, true yeah you know, <laughs> they probably go to the same salon they probably do they all have the same stylist <laughs> um what else i've got um oh i thought uh, joey and rory i thought it was nice that uh, they were nominated for best roots gospel album for hymns absolutely um considering you know obviously uh, the the tragic year, the, the, the year that they've had yes um and it's a, a nice way to honor her legacy. Absolutely. Um, what else? What else? I've, I've got everything earmarked here. Oh, um, <laughs> ooh, here we go. Um, best Spoken Word uh, album. Amy Schumer is nominated in this category. Girl with the lower, lower back, back tattoo. tattoo. She's up against Carol Burnett, uh, Patti Smith, um, and Elvis Costello, among others. Wow. Amy Schumer also has a second nomination for Best Comedy Album for Live at the Apollo. Hmm. She's a double Grammy nominee this yeah, year. Yeah, there you go. Um, what else? Ooh, here's a good one. In the Best Score soundtrack for Visual Media, both Stranger Things Volume 1 and Stranger Things Volume 2 are up in this Man. category. 
did have great music. It was a very, it was a very popular uh, show this year. Indeed. And I think I have... Can you hear Keith's pages flying? I have one more. <laughs> uh, well, two more. This is a great one. The Beatles have a nomination this year for... Is in, it the Hollywood Bowl? Uh, this is The Beatles, Eight Days a Week, oh. The Touring Years for yes. Best Music Film. That's the Ron Howard-directed documentary. The artist, or the, the, the award goes to both the artist as well as the... Uh, video director and video producer. So Ron Howard and Brian Grazer are nominated alongside the Beatles, who are the artists. And that's a relatively new category for the Grammys, too. The last, like, five years or so, I think that, that yeah. popped up. Like Maybe it, even three years. Yeah, they, I think they switched it from, like, long-form music video to just music video. Yeah. Or, or music, music film. Music film, yeah. yeah. There still is a music video category, best music video. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Beyonce's formation and some other things are up in there. And uh, my last note... Uh, at least, at least this week mm-hmm. is uh, category eighty-two, best contemporary classical composition. A popular category. A popular category, perhaps not. Uh, Maybe not to Pop Shop. Listeners. One one of the nominees in here. This is a composer's award, by the way, for a contemporary classical composition composed within the last twenty-five years and released for the first time during the eligibility year. The award goes to the librettist. Yep. If applicable. That's who writes the book. <laughs> and uh, one of the nominees in this category is Winger, Conversations with Nijinsky, uh, C.F. Kip Winger, composer. And uh, Kip Winger. As do, the in, kids, do the kids know Kip Winger? I think some of our <laughs> listeners might know who Kip Winger is. He, of course, he was the lead singer of the rock band and Winger. continues to be uh, Winger. His eponymous rock band. She's only 17. <laughs> that was a song, right? Yes. 80s hair rock band winger. Uh, classical category. In the classical category. Good for you, Kip Winger. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's our sort of Grammy highlights and tidbits. Uh, tell us what you think. What are your surprises? What were you yeah. happy to see? Tweet us. Hit us on Twitter for sure. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy nomination here. Uh, a lot of these uh, nominees uh, could be at the Women in Music Gala this Friday. Some of them are, are honorees, in fact, actually. Marin Morris mm-hmm. uh, will be there, uh, who was nominated for a new artist. Yes. As well as, uh, who else? <laughs> who else? <laughs> who else? <laughs> um, so many people. Uh. Okay, maybe we overstated that. Um, <laughs> but uh, this Friday in New York, uh, Billboard's Women in Music event will be taking place. Uh, it will air on December 12th oh. on Lifetime, by the way. Halsey's nominated. Halsey? Yes. She's um, nominated with Chainsmokers. Um, what, what, what was the, what did they have a nomination for? One moment. <laughs> While Katie looks it for is, that. It is, they do have a nomination for Closer, but I, it's not one of the big four. Aha. Best yeah. best uh, pop collaboration. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Thank goodness I got that. Nice work. Otherwise, there would have been some editing involved. <laughs> um, so our Women in Music event this uh, Friday will... Uh, Take place on December 9th, but it will air as a TV special on December 12th on Lifetime. As we mentioned at the top of the show, we are honoring Madonna as our Woman of the Year. Plus, we will be honoring Shania Twain as our icon, Halsey as our rising star, Andre Day as the powerhouse. Megan Trainer will receive the Chart Topper Award. Marin Morris will receive the Breakthrough Artist Award. Kesha will receive the Trailblazer Award, and Alessia Cara, recent podcast guest. Just last week. Alessia Cara will receive the Rule Breaker Award. Now, uh, I am scheduled to be on the red carpet uh, hosting a Facebook Live uh, uh, red carpet 
uh, you can truly tune in and see you, you, this entire thing. Yes, entire thing. You've got to check out this, Keith. This whole thing unedited. <laughs> for an for an hour, uh, Chelsea Briggs. If you watch uh, Billboard's uh, new daily news uh, bits and bytes, subscribe to Billboard News on YouTube. Uh, Chelsea and I will be on the red carpet, and we will be trying to talk to all of the fabulous women that we'll be honoring, as well as other attendees. So do make sure to tune in to Billboard's Facebook on Friday uh, time. The exact time we have not yet announced yet i don't believe but i'm thinking it's around 11 or noon we'll have more details to follow on billboard.com yeah so just just if you follow us on social media we will trust us we'll let you know and we also announced on monday that Haley steinfeld will be hosting the event oh yeah and she will also be performing her song starving more reasons to tune in on december 12th on lifetime and uh, this is always a really fabulous special event. And not only do we honor uh, performers in music, but also female executives in the mm-hmm. music industry. And uh, it's just a great event. It's one of our signature events, and uh, I'm very excited I get to go. I know it's awesome, but they couldn't have they couldn't not invite Keith to the Madonna Women in the Women in Music. I mean, they could have, but <laughs> I guess so. I guess they knew what was better for <laughs> yeah. them. Um, and now we lead up, all, we say all this, and then I don't end up talking to her on Friday. Oh, no, no, that would be hilarious. Don't put that into the into the atmosphere. Oh no, I'm just going to set myself up now, just in case it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. If you guys are hearing this after the fact, and then I didn't actually talk to her, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Um, let's see. What can we talk about now? I know we can talk Ooh. about. What? Oh, I was really excited about the next thing. Uh, the Billboard 200? Yes. What? For all I was thinking about next week's Billboard 200, but I was jumping oh. ahead. <laughs> well, this week on the Billboard 200, The Weeknd scores his second number one album with his new effort, Starboy. It earned 348,000 equivalent album units in the week ending December 1st, according to Nielsen Music. That's actually the third largest debut of 2016, behind only the debuts of Drake's Fuse and Beyonce's Limited. What was actually particularly cool about Starboy's debut is that it had um, 117,000 streaming equivalent units, um, which is a huge number. It's only the second album to generate more than 100,000 units in streaming units. And the other album was Drake's Fuse. Mm -hmm. So that 117,000 units equals... 175.2 175.2 million streams of the songs on Starboy in its first week. That's the second largest debut ever, um, streaming debut ever, mm-hmm. um, behind Views, which had 163,000, which was 163,000 163, units, yeah. which was 245.1 million streams of the songs. Wow. It's a lot. These are very streaming services. Yeah. It's very popular these <laughs> days. Um so uh, the, the weekend's time at number one will be uh, perhaps limited. Yes. Because next week on the Billboard 200, we're looking towards, according to industry forecasters, the Hamilton mixtape could actually debut at number one on the Billboard 200. Amazing. It's amazing. A uh, mixtape based on a Broadway musical, number one. The weirdest, what a strange and wonderful trajectory uh, yes, for Hamilton, Hamilton has had, yes. Um, the covers and inspired by's album, I think that's how iTunes frames it, uh, celebrating the music of the musical Hamilton, features everyone from Usher and Kelly Clarkson to John Legend and Jimmy Fallon. And Busta Rhymes and Queen Latifah, Miguel Sia. and Ja Rule and Ashanti mm-hmm. and Sia mm-hmm. and just everyone. Yeah. Uh, the Roots. Yeah. Um, it could earn maybe around 180 to 200,000 equivalent album wow. units. Most of that is like traditional album sales too. So It's a good Christmas present actually. 
now that I'm thinking about it. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, it could, it, it's, I, it, I think it just, I don't know. I can't even think of the last time a cast album has done this kind of thing where not only was the cast album a, a huge top 10 hit and continues to be a mm-hmm. huge hit on the Billboard 200, but it actually spawns its own kind of like spinoff yeah. thing. And of course, with Hamilton, if you know the story, it's a very hip hop driven musical. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's just so beloved that it's just, I don't know. It's just incredible. Yep. So good for you, Hamilton. Good for you, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, seriously. Yes. <laughs> good for you guys. Um, well, I think now it's time for our interview with Martin Garrix. Yes. Or Martine. Oh, as we'll soon learn as you'll in so- your interview. <laughs> as you'll soon hear me uh, butcher his name in so many more ways. Um, well, you'll hear about that in a second. But... Let me uh, tell tell you my preamble. We spoke to the 20-year-old Dutch DJ producer a few weeks ago here in Los Angeles at the office of his manager, Scooter Braun. It was a very fabulous office, by the way. As well it should be. As as you would expect it to be. Uh, Scooter Braun also manages Justin Bieber, among others. And our chat came just as Garrix's latest single, In the Name of Love, with BB Rexa, was taking off at Top 40 Radio. The song currently sits in the top 20 of the pop song's airplay chart and recently became... Garrix's second top 40 hit on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. He, of course, broke through big time in early 2014 with his smash track Animals, and that was his first top 40 hit on the Hot 100. It was also his first of so far 15 hits on the Hot Dance Electronic Songs chart. In our chat, we talk about the success of the new single, what it's like to play a 21 and over club in Vegas when you're not 21, and how he says he got so much... He's How he got... How he's got, how he has <laughs> so much music ready to release. And if he wanted, he could even drop an album right now. Go for it. But, you know, he needs to wait till he's ready. <laughs> um, plus, since it's the holiday season, I had to ask about his holiday plans. And we talk about the concept of him doing a Christmas dance song. Oh, man. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> he... There aren't enough of those, though, honestly. Yeah, well, you'll you'll hear what he says in our chat. So here's our interview with Martin Garrix. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Martin Garrix. Yo. Now, we were just having a conversation uh, with some of your team before you got here, wondering exactly how I should pronounce your name. Is it Martin, Martine, or Marty? Well, my real name is Martijn Gardesen. Martijn. You're close. That was good. There's sort of a, there's like a little bit of a. Yeah, in in the Netherlands, it's, um, if, if, if a J comes after I, I, J, you say so it's like Martijn. Martijn. Yeah, it's good. Oh. I'll, f- I'll, I'll probably screw that up in about five minutes. Can you say Gharrison? Gharrison? No. Good. No. no. <laughs> say that again. Gharrison. Gharrison. Yeah. See, I, I'm not even sure what letters are in that word that you said. It's G-A-R-R-I-T-S-E-N, but Garrix is easier. <laughs> it's, there, I was watching an interview with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal on TV, and they were asking him how to pronounce Gyllenhaal. And they, I think it was Conan O'Brien. And he said, is it like Yilinhal? And he's like, actually, yes. It's like, really? He's like, that's how you're supposed to pronounce my name. But when you come to the United States, everyone just says everything terribly. But who cares about that? (laughs) Congratulations on the recent success of In the Name of Love. Uh, Top 20 on our pop songs chart at Billboard. Thanks so much. Continues to get bigger each week. You must be very pleased with how the song has been received and how well it's done. I'm so happy. For me, (laughs) I'm I'm so happy. For me, it was a... It was something new. I tried something different. A lot of people knew like Garrix for like the 
hard hitting house stuff, mm-hmm. 128 BPM stuff. And I know I felt like I wanted to do something different. I went in a studio. I was like, I'm just going to try try something new, an experiment. And I'm super happy and super excited to see how, how, how big your song has gotten. It's funny how that works sometimes. Like the songs that you that you don't plan or the songs that are like the least expected or the ones that are just like, Oh, let's try something. And this will be different. Who knows if it, and then it becomes a hit, like the most unexpected songs become hits. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy for me. Um, still one of the most unexpected ones was animals cause it was instrumental. Yeah. But I don't know for me in the name of love, of course, this one had a vocal on it. It like lyrics, works works better in general on the radio yeah vocals help on on radio yeah <laughs> americans are funny that way and well actually i think just just radio in general but th- but then again you proved it you proved us wrong with animals since it was an instrumental so yeah it was crazy <laughs> well you've had a very you've had a very uh charmed life in just like i don't know like what three years or so i mean really that's sort of everything has kind of happened in about three-ish years yeah. and it's hard to believe that you're only 20 like the play when do you turn 21 uh 14th of may my god that's like forever away yeah it's a whole year <laughs> like you're you're playing like you're playing venues where you technically aren't probably supposed to be there right no i'm like there was there's there was a weird thing and still is weird because when i go to vegas i'm i'm not allowed to to be in the club to even be in the casino or or have a drink in my hand and it's crazy because they're so strict like i will I will do a show there and they start in my intro and at that moment I'm allowed in the club so they walk me in Yeah. and then while my last song is playing I'm already getting kicked out of the club. It's it's crazy. I, I, I was talking to someone at iHeart uh, in Vegas and, I, and they were under 21 as well and and she said, oh, I'm going to play a club here in Vegas. I'm like, wait, wait, how can... She's like, like 18 or 17. I'm like, how are you playing? She's like, I have to be escorted in the back and I can only be on the premises for my set. And yeah. then they have to pull me out. She's like, you cannot, because I guess you could get in trouble. And there's some sort of legal thing. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so things will get a lot easier when you actually turn 21. It'll be, you can actually hang out. Yeah, I yeah. can actually see other DJs play. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I was uh, looking at your touring schedule, which is nuts. And uh, your schedule for December is crazy. And you're playing Myanmar on New Year's Eve. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. I knew that. <laughs> you have a show on New Year's Eve in Myanmar. Yes. Um, have you played there before? Have you been there? No, never. And that's what makes me even more excited. We, like this year, we've been playing so many markets, which we never played before. We yeah. had a show in Vietnam about two months ago. And wow. I, I never been there before. And just to, to meet all these new fans, to see it, 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 it all these places where where you wouldn't immediately think like, oh, they could do a big show. Right. It's, it's, I think we had 25,000 tickets in, in Vietnam. Vietnam. That's insane. Yeah, it was very unreal. That's, wow. Does that, ins- does that inspire you? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it does inspire you in, in when you create music that to go from place to place and to see all these faces of people that enjoy your music and maybe they don't speak the same language as you or or they, they just feel yeah. you. And it makes it must make it very like... But it must be incredibly inspiring to see all these faces and it, it's you know. it's there's nothing more inspiring than that. I get to travel the world doing what I love to do and and making other people happy and just seeing them happy and like as you said, they might not even understand my words or like we maybe cannot even talk like 
in but the, like the one thing everybody understands is music yeah and when i get back in the studio and i'm stuck or i'm, I'm like oh i'm tired or I, I literally just look through my phone photos from videos where i meet fans at the airport and, and or or where i'm at the show and i see the crowd go crazy it's super inspiring yeah um you've been playing guitar in some of your performances recently yeah. right is h how long have you played guitar is that sort of a newish thing or is that something you've been doing for years uh i started on the guitar before i produced music okay so um but i played like flamenco like spanish spanish stuff Ooh, ooh la la <laughs> um <laughs> no I, I did it for about eight years and really uh, oh wow yeah and That's then amazing. at one point i um i had this program that I used to put my guitar melodies in the computer with, and I fell in love with electronic music, with like trance music. Yeah. Um, DJ Chester in 2004, and I had this program that allowed me to be able to make music, and I loved electronic trance music, so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna start trying it out, and that's that's how it all started. Do you play more instruments than guitar, or do you like? Are, do you like play trumpet in your spare time? Mm, no, like no, no. Piano, keyboards, uh, no, xylophone, <laughs> maybe no. not. A little bit of drums. A little bit of drums. Yeah. Soon you'll be like your own one-man band on stage. I'd, I'd well, you sort of are already <laughs> that, but you know. Um, I would like to ask you, since we're we're actually going to air this sort of around the holidays, um, do you do you actually get time off for Christmas? Do you celebrate Christmas? Do you celebrate the yeah. holidays? Like, um, do you actually get to go home and spend time with your family? Yeah, I'm actually very, very excited because it's the <laughs> like the last three years, my family has just been traveling, traveling with me on Christmas to wherever I did a show. Mm -hmm. Um, um, last year we were at the Dominican Republic. Um, this year I actually took took off during Christmas, and we're going on a winter sport holiday. Well, that's nice. So I'm going. That's uh, good. Yeah, I'm. I'm really, really excited. I'm gonna ski with my parents, my sister, and. The whole, it's going to be so nice. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm assuming like when you were younger, like skiing was like something that you probably did when you were a kid. Yeah. We used to go like skiing and snowboarding every, like, basically every winter just for a week somewhere in the Alps. And then the last three years, I didn't go anymore because I started touring and you're, doing shows. You know, you're busy. <laughs> it's, it, it, it gets hard to actually do all those fun things when you're doing all these really other. It's also fun. Fun. Yeah. Fun, but it's also work at the same True. time. But um, I'm I'm very I'm very excited to to spend those days with my family and just relax. Um, I, and this is a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it. There are no dumb questions. Well, no. We'll, we'll oh, wait, just, I'll wait for the question. Yeah, first. wait for the question first. Um, it's uh, dance artists, uh, and I know I'm not trying to categorize you as a dance artist. Uh, you're you're a music artist that happens to do a lot of dance music. Um, generally, tend not to do Christmas music. Like no, like there's like you you never hear of like a, like a dance song that is a Christmas song. Yeah, but I feel like with Christmas, it, like the lyrics are super important. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I've I. It's hard to work in Jingle Bells into like a dance track. That wouldn't work, probably. I think it would take. <laughs> I, I think it would take the magic away, almost in a way. Like, I love the bells and like the the Christmas vibe. I don't. So you're not going to be making a Christmas song anytime soon. I don't think is what so. We're saying. I, no, I don't think so. There's some some things that I feel like should be untouched, and and Christmas songs are are one of those to me. Like as as like an electronic music artist, if I got like a remix request for a song that I love and that I heard so many times, yeah, I'm not sure if I would even want to change anything because I would feel bad for changing it. Yeah. Um. 
well, we're coming up on 2017, obviously, and you're always, you know, releasing music and, and giving us new music. Like you did um, like a song a day around Amsterdam. Yeah. And if you had your, if, if you had your choice, would you sort of put out or do you already put out music whenever you want as much as you can? Um, well, I, I uh, launched my label this year mm-hmm. and that allows me to basically be able to just put out music whenever I feel, whenever I feel like it. And it's been fun. I've I've got so much unreleased music and so much so much music almost ready to go. And I don't know this year 2017 is going to be super crazy. New album, right? There's going to be an album. <laughs> right? But, um but that's what people have told me. Not I you guys in the room. I other, can other I, people. I can release an album right now if I want with all the music that I have ready, but when if I do it, I want to do it right and I I don't want to rush it. If I do it, I I want to do it right, and I don't want to rush that. And I don't know. I I have the follow up single ready for "In the Name of Love." Uh, I feel like we're gonna drop it in January, and then afterwards we're gonna do another single, and then I think it could be time for the album. But it all depends. Like also, music is changing so quickly. By, so b- yeah, by the time by the time that comes around, things could have changed incredibly. So who knows? Exactly. It's so it's. But that's the fun thing. Uh, that's that's what I love. It's it's this. It's just I'm just having fun in the studio, trying out new things, and there are no no rules. Yeah, that's and that's what I like. Well, this has been a pleasure speaking to you, Martin. I'm still gonna. I'm, did I get that right again? Martin. Martin. Darn it! But it just see it makes me look funny. I mean, I'm just the idiot now. <laughs> no, Martin. you said it. You, that, you know, you say it perfectly. I'll just I'll just keep. Next time I see you on a red carpet, I will be the one that says Martin. That would be amazing. Or I'll just call you Marty. I'll, I'll listen to both. No, I'll, I won't do that. All right, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you again to Martin or Marty. As or I, Martin. Mar, Martin. Uh, I'm going to still get that wrong, but um, <laughs> he, 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 uh, he found it amusing. <laughs> you tried. I tried. <laughs> well, I tried. That's all that really matters. Uh-huh. Um, and now... It's time for our chart side of the week. Yeah. So uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You returns to the Hot 100 this week as the song re-enters at number 23. Would you believe, Katie, that the song has never been in the top 10 of the Hot 100? That's crazy to me. I feel like we've spoken about this before. Probably a year ago. Probably a year ago. Was it not released as like an official single or something? Is that what it was? Look at you. When it first came out? You may have read the notes. I actually didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't read the notes, Keith. (laughs) Um, Well, it has so far peaked at number 11, and in fact, it peaked back in January of this year. Uh, You might be wondering, how in the world did this classic Mariah song never go top 10? Well, as Katie suggested, back when the song first came out, back in 1994... The song was never released as a commercially available single. And because of that, it couldn't chart on the Hot 100. And at the time, the Hot 100 uh, only allowed songs that were commercially available as singles to purchase to chart. So back in 1994, you could be on a CD single, a cassette single. Cassingle. A cassingle. A 12-inch <laughs> vinyl, a 7-inch vinyl. Sure. Because um, that was the only way to actually purchase. You had to go buy a physical, tangible object. It was crazy, guys. Crazy days. <laughs> You know, so 22 years ago, my how things have changed. Um, now, um, 
because the, the Hot 100 allows pretty much any song to chart, even older songs, All I Want for Christmas is You can chart. Um, and it's not like the song wasn't a hit back in 1994. It's not like that at all. It was on a bunch of our charts, uh, a lot of our airplay charts. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was a top 10 hit on our Pop Songs airplay chart, and it even reached number 12 on the Radio Songs chart. So I bet you had they put out the song as a single, would have been a huge top 10 hit. Yeah. Instead, what you had to do was go purchase Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas album mm-hmm. if you wanted the song. And that's why that thing sold millions and millions of yeah, albums. Yeah. So now that you can purchase digital downloads or stream something and have all of that count towards the Hot 100, even with older songs, that makes the song come back to the chart each month mm-hmm. or each year. So will it go top 10 this year? Well, it sounds like it's uh, on a good path for it. Yeah, I'm thinking yes. Y- you think so? I think this so. This is the year? I think this could be the year. All right. I, f- I feel like... She did just perform it on VH1 Divas on Monday night. That wow. That gives it a huge boost. That is the, just the kickoff. Just to... the kickoff of the holiday Mariah season. Pretty much. Yeah. December is wall-to-wall Mariah. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is Mariah. <laughs> um, well, if the song does go top 10 on the Hot 100, it will give Mariah her 28th top 10 hit and her first since 2009 when Obsessed peaked at number nine. Mm. Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> I'm a nem. <laughs> and there you go. There's our chart set of the week. Mariah Carey's back on the Hot 100 with All I Want for Christmas is Dog Whistle. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it. It's just a packed show. Grammys, women music, Mariah, oh, Weekend, Hamilton, Hamilton. Mixtape. So, sorry if it was a longer show than normal. It was just a very... It's Grammys. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be chock full of... It's it's award season. We're just It's just getting started. Yep. Grammys. Before you know it, the Academy Award nominations will be out. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Award season. It's happening. What song should we go out on? Well, you know what? Um, my favorite song from Lemonade is Hold Up, and I was really excited to see that it got nominated in the pop category, which I thought was interesting. But uh, yeah, let's go out on Beyonce's Hold Up. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you?